Welcome in to the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. With your defending champion, Stirk Daddy, runner up, Cascade Bear, third place, Amelia Clark Fan, D. Sladkey, Bucks and Six, Justin STP6, Lefty79, Andy Pollock, Little Slads, Prince Palmer17, Spaceballs the FFT, and WGL1035. Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. We are entering week 12 and coming off of week 11, where we finally somewhat ended a drought of a couple bad weeks of cookies. Still was not a great week. However, we got through that, and now our trade deadline is passed. Uh, our like seeds four through nine are incredibly close for our league, so it'll be a interesting finish to the season with three weeks to go. Um, that being said, let's get into the gulag. Well, I'm, I'm all over there. there. When, when I, I grow up, I'll be able to fight anybody who bothers me. Or you. When we get married, you can tell me if you don't like somebody, and then we can bring them back here and whoosh! Right through the moon door. And now we are on to our final 10 for the Gulag. And this includes, if I pull up my app here. Well, first of all, we said goodbye to Jay Boaster and Trevor, correct? Yeah, Trevor. Trevor, yeah, unfortunately. He was frustrated because he was skating by without picking up a bunch of good players. He finally picked up some good guys and then was out. <laughs> So our final 10 are myself, Eric, uh, Ryan, Justin, Andy, Joe, Nate, Vince, Sam, and Billy. So final 10 this I'm week. I'm still in it. Who's that? I'm still in it. Yeah. I didn't know I was still in it. Yes. Did I say you? Yep. Oh, you are not in, and instead... It is everybody else I mentioned. So Eric, myself, <laughs> Joe, Andy, Billy, Nate, Sam, Vince, Ryan, and I don't know. I think I, I have no clue. I've lost it. <laughs> oh, we, got lost in we got lost in the snake, as part of my take would love to say. Yep. All right, so here we go. Let's talk about some waivers. First, at the top was Devonta Adams. He went for $60. Uh, Shuby had about 90-ish dollars left before this. And he gets Devonta Adams for $60. Uh, then next, Sam gets A.J. Dillon for $31. Gets herself a running back. I end up getting David Montgomery for $13. And I get to play against the, the Lions who are like bottom three in every single running category. So hopefully they continue to use David Montgomery as a workhorse. 
Then came Eric, and he dropped $5. That's it, on Elvin Kamara. However, he is out tomorrow versus the Bills. Then Ryan put $5 down on David Johnson. Uh, Joe put $5 down on Miles Sanders. And then Vince put $4 down on DeAndre Hopkins, who is actually on buy, but still only went for $4. It's a nice combo there with Vince and DeAndre Hopkins. Might have a little bit in, little bit in common. Uh, and then finally, we have Mahomes. He went a four-way tie for zero dollars, uh, and actually Peter walks away with Patrick Mahomes. Anything of note there for those waivers? Yeah, I thought the only two people going for good large amounts of money, and everyone else was really cheap because no one's got any money anymore. Um, I thought it was crazy that Patrick Mahomes had a four-way tie for zero dollars, but yeah. It, it, we're at that point where we're almost down to one elimination a week. It's getting close. I'm going to read off the remaining budgets just to reiterate what, what Justin said about not many people having money left. The top five budgets remaining are first, Ryan has $78. Billy has 38 Joe has 37 Sam has 34 And I have 11 So I'm the fifth highest budget remaining out of 10 and I have $11. There are currently three people that have $0 left for the rest of the season, including Vince, Andy, and Eric. If you had to predict if you were in it right now, how much money do you think you'd have left? Oh, I'd probably have like 10 maybe, if that. <laughs> I wouldn't have much at all. So we'll have to see who gets to the Elite Eight, uh, the All Elite Eight after this week let's talk about some of our waivers from this past week which just ran today Dontrell Hilliard went to Sturk Daddy for $15 he's really involved as the pass catcher last week um what team is he on again Texans I think uh no I believe he's a Titan oh he is on the Titans and they actually just caught AP so um Sturk again is trying to just Continue that depth on his bench in case a disaster would happen. Jake ends up getting Tevin Coleman, who could be very involved with the Jets, with Michael Carter being up for two to three weeks. Cascade Bear gets him for $10. The second week in a row, Sturt gets a kind of fill-in wide receiver for the Titans. Last week was Marcus Johnson, but now he's on the IR. And now he picks up Nick Westbrook-Akine for $10 as well. So... How much did he spend last week? Like 15 bucks or something on Marcus Johnson? That I'm not sure of, but he only outbid me by two bucks to get Westbrook Akine. Oh, he just loves those Titans uh, wide receivers. He spent a decent amount of money on them in the last two weeks. Will drops $5 on Michael Badgley, who no one else bid on, and then drops one of your former guys, OJ Howard. That was the one of two tight ends from the Buccaneers that was dropped. Uh, Marcus Johnson was added by Sterk for $5 November 16th. Then was added to Andy a day later. Mm. I'm confused. All right. That's what it says in the history. <laughs> Next, but yeah, man. I traded OJ Howard. The Taylor Heineke deal 
It was O.J. Howard in the fourth for Taylor Heineke, and Heineke has actually proved incredibly valuable this year with uh, all of Kyler's injuries. Taylor Heineke with the don't-give-a-fuck attitude where he just swings it down the field. Brett Favre energy. (laughs) (laughs) Then you pick up Andy Dalton, very nice guy, who's going to play tomorrow versus the Lions on Thanksgiving. Are you going to start him for $4? Uh, I don't think so. I was just doing it as insurance uh, for Taylor Heineke in case something happens and pops up before Thanksgiving. With Kyler and Colt McCoy out, um, just wanted to get some insurance and to do some prevent because he's also going up against the Lions defense, which isn't the worst idea, but no, he's not playing. But still a nice guy. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. Then Tyler picks up Marcus Davenport for $2 for the Saints. So another IDP going his way. I picked up Rex Burkhead for $1, and I'm actually going to start him this week. So here's my backfield as we currently look at it. Uh, I am starting Rex Burkhead and David Johnson, both Texans running backs. Does that make you kind of hot and bothered? Just a little bit. Um, I might have talked to my wife tonight because I might have to go uh, see your roster. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a rough uh, starting starting pair. You don't really want to stick with uh, multiple Texans running backs. At least they're playing the Jets, I believe. Yeah, they are. But I mean, if you look at my other options, Rashad Penny, uh, and Marlon Mack are my only. Oh, and Justin Jackson, but Justin Jackson's been in- inactive the last two of the last three weeks. So uh, I'm just trying to get people that are going to be on the field since Clyde Mm -hmm. Edwards-Alaire is on bye. But I guess hopefully I at least get the Texans starting running back for the rest of the year year, and I could spot start. True. You'll be set with the Texans. (laughs) Okay, now let's get into some cookies. Cookie! All right, so what do you got for us this week on the cookies? All right, so cookies were more middle of the road this week. Uh, Ended up with 354.4 on the cookie front. We had a couple gigantic scores that really helped us out because the IDPs didn't really perform that well this week. To start it off, Aaron Rodgers gets his first cookie of the year for Spaceballs with 41.5 points versus Minnesota. Great performance there. Uh, top score this week and was one of the top running back scores of all time. JT23, Jonathan Taylor with five, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five touchdowns against the Bills. 53.8 points fantasy. That's a hell of a week. Uh, Next, we had Austin Eckler for Sterk with 41 and a half points. I think Monday morning when I got to school, I penciled in two guys for cookies without even having to look at the point totals, and it was Taylor and Eckler. Eckler killed it on uh, Sunday Night Football. And I should have penciled in third because our wide receiver one from this week was Justin Jefferson from Andy with 37.2 points. He carved up that Packers secondary. Well, also from that game, wide receiver two for my team, Devontae Adams with 30 and a half points. At tight end, Travis Kelsey continues his cookie dominance with 18.8 for Danny. 
At the flex spots, two weeks in a row, the rookie, Elijah Moore for Will, 29.6 points right there. Uh, in the second flex spot, uh, Christian McCaffrey. I'm sure Danny is very, very happy that he is back and ready to go because he's got his second cookie in his many weeks with 24.5 points. At the kicker spot, we had a tie, but according to Sleeper, we had Chris Boswell as the cookie winner for lefty with 14 points. Uh, the D lineman, we had Nick Bosa for Will with 15. At the linebacker spot, Micah Parsons for Jake had 20 in a monstrous performance versus the Kansas City Chiefs' supposedly good offensive line. Spoiler alert, they're not. Uh, at defensive back, Jake again, a second IDP cookie with Jeremy Chin, the guy that I couldn't think of his name a few weeks ago when I was talking about when he had two straight touchdowns and back-to-back plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 12 uh, on the DB spot. And in the final spot, the IDP flex, it was Roquan Smith, otherwise known as the Bella Dangerous Man, from Danny with 16. That all totaled up to 354.4 points. Danny had three cookies this week. We had myself, Will, and Jake with two. Uh, for the player totals, at the quarterback spot, Josh Allen continues to lead with three, although Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are not far behind with two. At the running back spots, we have a new top uh, earner, Christian McCaffrey, back and has four cookies for D. Sladke. Derek Henry for Little Slants, Austin Eckler for Sterk, and Jonathan Taylor for myself all have three, with Nick Chubb for Randy and Joe Mixon for Will with two. At the wide receiver spots, we have a tie at the top. Still, neither of them got cookies this week. Cooper Cup for Andy and Tyree Kill for Sterk with four. And then we have Debo for Jake, Devontae Adams for me with three, and then a host of players with two and one. At tight end spots, everybody has one except for Rob, or not Rob Gronkowski. Wow, I can't read. Travis Kelsey with four for Danny and continues his cookie dominance. At the kicker spot, we have a tie at the top. Nick Folk for Sterk and Chris Boswell for Lefty, each with two. As a defensive lineman spot, Harold Landry continues his dominance with a grand total of two cookies. Everybody else has one. Uh, and that linebacker spot, TJ Watt is dominating despite missing this past week. He has five for Sterk. Um, Roquan Smith uh, moves into second all alone with three for Danny. And then at the defensive back spot, Kevin Byard for Little Slads with four continues the lead with Trayvon Diggs for Spaceballs with two. We move on to the team totals. 354.4 was the fifth highest score of the year. Uh, not that far off from being fourth. In fact, it was literally a less than a, or a little off more than a point. Um, our top score remains 402.74 from week two, which is insane. Uh, week five was also not far off of week two. So we need to get closer to that 400 mark. IDPs weren't quite there to get where we need to be for that. When we look at the team totals, Dirk Daddy continues to lead with 24 cookies. D. Sladke with three this past week moves into clear second with 17. Team Pollock is third with 14. 
In fourth, we have outdoor furnishings with 12. The tie for fifth is team little slads and backflips for Tua with 11. Tie for seventh with 10 is team Palmer and Rocky's COVID toe. Um, ninth, we have Houstonsford sucks. <laughs> Tenth is Spaceball as the FFT with eight. Eleventh is Amelia Clark fan with seven. And bringing up the rear, All Eat Fantasy with six. Before we move on, can you please tell the story of why Hustisford or Houstonsford, whatever you say it is, sucks? It is Houstonsford. Um, I was supposed to be coaching an eighth grade basketball game yesterday, seventh and eighth grade. We got on a bus ride after school. We have to actually got to leave school about 20 minutes early. So I had to get everything prepared for a substitute teacher. And we drive 55 minutes on the bus. I'm making all my lineups. I'm putting together my book and I'm doing all this stuff. We get there and there is nobody in the parking lot. Um, after a bunch of phone tag with a couple of athletic directors and principals and various other people, we find out that Houstonsford has not had school the past few days, we think because of COVID, but they didn't give us the courtesy of calling us. Um, we heard from the, our athletic director who finally got a hold of their athletic director. So we drove 55 minutes for nothing. Some of the seventh grade parents were there, so they got to bring their kids home. And then we had to make sure we called all the eighth grade parents and said there's no game. And we drove 55 minutes back on a bus ride for absolutely nothing. <laughs> it was a great two and a half hour experience. Um, so yes, Houston Spurred for not even letting us know that, you know, we had an hour bus ride for nothing. That's why you suck. And that's why my team name has changed. So twice in the Partyville School District, I've had long drives for things that were canceled without any warning, which is just a great situation to be in. Can I remind you of something about Houstonsford? I don't know if you remember something from last year. I don't remember. They are the defending basketball high school boys champions. Well, fuck them. <laughs> that was the only game that ended in a buzzer beater and it was on a layup. Well, they suck this year. That's for damn sure. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the last dance cookies. So this year, this week, our cookie score was 458.25, which is only about four and a half points behind the number one rank. So it is number two on the season out of five. If you look at our players, we had Steph Curry at the point guard with 58 and a half for Eric. James Harden at the shooting guard for Tyler, who is still undefeated, at 61. At small forward, we had Jason Tatum with 50, uh, and that is also one of Eric's players. At the power forward position, we have Anthony Davis for Andy, who scored 67 points. And then at the center position, we had Nikola Jokic for Will, who has 64 and a half points. The utility spots, we had Jonas Valanciunas, familiar name, with 50.25 for Tyler. He's been a great anchor for that team. Second, we had Rudy Gobert with 48.5 for myself. And then finally, we had Giannis Atetokounmpo with 58.5 for Jake. So if we look at player totals, all alone at the top with four cookies out of five weeks is Giannis. And then... 
three cookies out of five tied for second is Nikola Jokic and Jonas Valanciunas. And then tied for fourth with two includes Paul George, Miles Turner, Carl Anthony Towns, John Morant, Steph Curry, James Harden, and Anthony Davis. You look at the team totals for this. At the top, tied for first is Indoor Furnishings and Bill Walton Smells Colors. Tied for third, we have Retirement Benefits Fraud and BP for the Gold, who I believe changed his name. No, just nicknames. Uh, and then tied for fifth with five includes Legalized Kemp and Sprite Plus Lemonade No Ice with the lemon emoji. And then seventh is C's Get Trophies. And finally, last again, is Young Guns with only one cookie through five weeks. You hate to see it. What do you think about Yikes. this? Well, uh, I haven't paid too much attention to the NBA season quite yet, but uh, that the fight between LeBron and Isaiah Stewart was Insane. quite something. Yeah, yeah that was... That was insane for damn sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not not extremely impressed with my team so far, but uh, we're hanging in there. So, we look at the standings right now. Again, top five out of eight make the playoffs. Hopefully, we're going to expand to 10 next year. But at the top is BP for the gold, 5-0. and oh. We have C's get trophies at second place. We have Bill Walton Smells Colors in third, Legalized Kemp in fourth, and Retirement Benefit Frauds in fifth. Six, seven, and eight right now is Sprite Plus Lemonade No Ice, Indoor Furnishings, and Young Guns, who is still 0-5. Yikes. Okay. Yes. And I still need to update uh, waiver budgets for the uh, TNT games for when we did squares. Was reminded that of that. All right, let's take a look at the For the Throne. So we are going to, first of all, look at week 11. I will take that. And then, of course, Justin will take over week 12. Wow, we are going to have a shorter podcast this week. Really yeah, we will. I have a minutes. lot of trades to talk about. We did all the trades. Remember last week on our trade episode? No, that's what I'm saying, is we don't have all these kind of uh, crazy trades. It's going to be a little... We can make up imaginary trades. All right, I will give you one dollar for your team. Deal. Please. Actually, I don't think that would help much. I'll do well, for your yeah, draft you picks. Can, you, can pick and choose. you can pick like Michael Chipman and. <laughs> you give me all your dra- you give me all your draft picks, and I will give you C- Clyde Edwards-Helaire. All of my draft picks for how many years? Everything that's on sleeper right now. So that would include 2022, a second, third, three fifths, 2023, a first, second, third, a fourth, and a sixth, and 2024, all six of your picks. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. (laughs) (laughs) If you give me Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Mooney, Claypool, and Judy, then I'll do that. I will give you these nuts for you to suck. And we're moving on. (laughs) Week 11. So week 11 started (laughs) off with All Elite Fantasy taking it to Team Prince Palmer, finally getting a victory. 
116.3 to 95.8. So just around a 21-point victory. All Elite Fantasy moves to 3-8 and eight and out of the basement. And Prince Palmer moves to 4-7, and seven, a tough loss, especially with how many points he had scored previously before this. On my side, I had Ryan Tannehill with 12.2. I somehow still won with Wayne Gallman scoring me negative 0.3. I thought I was done for <laughs> sure. Clyde Edwards Hilarious had scored 15.6. Chase Claypool scored 14.4. Darnell Mooney with 23.1. And of course, another negative. Oh. Young Way Koo with negative one, but his kicker also had negative one. I think the live reactions to um, Falcons picks and you're finding out that you had two negative players in the last podcast were fantastic. On Ryan's side, he had 19 from Tyrod Taylor, 0.2 from Tony Jones, uh, 16 from DJ Moore, 11 from Kadarius Tony, and 13 from Jamar Chase. Just pretty bad performances all around. In our second matchup, we had Tyler backflips for Miles. Versus outdoor furnishings and outdoor furnishings won 161.5 to 133.7, so just under 28 points. On the backflips for Miles side, we had Tua Tungavailoa with 21.5, Miles Gaskin with 18.6, Jalen Waddle with 21.6. Oh my gosh, he had Dan Arnold with a fat zero in his tight end position. Uh, Chris Boswell with 14. By the way, now that uh, I I see the Jaguars, did you know that the 49ers had a nine? What is it? A 91 yard drive. And it took like 13 minutes, and they only got a field goal from it. Yeah, I heard about that. That's insane. Alex Highsmith scored 14 on Cascade side. He had 30.7 from uh, Jalen Hurts, the bird feeder. He had 16.4 from Debo Samuel, 16.3 from Mark Andrews, 20.2 from Keenan Allen. Another negative for a kicker. So we had three kickers with negative one. Fat Randy with negative one. 11 for, is this Trey Hendrickson? Yes. 12.5 for Foisad Aluakon, 12 for Jeremy Chin, one stripe or whatever we used to call him. And then 20 for Micah Parsons. So Cascade moves to seven and four, and Tyler moves to two and nine, and he takes my spot in the basement temporarily because he's going to probably win this week. Next, we got D. Slatkey versus Spaceballs, and Spaceballs is projected, or he did win, I should say, one eighty-eight point eight to one sixty-five point seven. So that is a twenty-three point victory for Spaceballs, who moves to six and five, and then D. Slatkey moves to five and six. Seven and a half for Patrick Mahomes, who has just been an absolute disappointment. For D slads, but he's still ranked as the number three quarterback on the year, which is wild to me. 24.9 for Christian McCaffrey, 20.9 from James Conner, 18.3 from Stephon Diggs, 15.2 from Jarvis Landry, 18.8 from Travis Kelsey, 10 from Devontae Smith, 11 from Cam Jordan, and 16 from Roquan Smith, 10 from Jayon Brown. On the spaceball side, he had 41.5 from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he had 12.8 from Ezekiel Elliott, 16.9 from Najee Harris, 21.5 from Brandon Ayuk, 13.4 from George Kittle, 15.3 from Mark Ingram, 22.3, this is wild, from Marquez Valdez Scantling, who had that very long touchdown. He had 10 targets, though, on the game. 
11 from Justin Tucker, and then 15 and a half from Denzel Perriman. The next matchup we had Andy, of course, no team name. Uh, also, Team Slatke, Team Palmer, no team name. So, Team Andy Pollock versus Team Stirk Daddy, another team with no team name. Stirk Daddy won this matchup 198.9 to 138.0. So, that is a 60 point victory for Spaceballs. Ah, for Stirk Daddy, I should say. On Andy's side, she had Jimmy Garoppolo with 19.6, who I just found this out. He's the quarterback for on the season in the last month. Is that kind of wild to you? That's insane. Would have never guessed. 27, 23, 19, 19. Wow. Pretty consistent. Yeah, very much so. DeAndre Swift had 22.6. Leonard Fournette with 13.4. Wait a second. She had zero from Marcus Johnson. Oh, so Stirk Daddy actually didn't have him. Or did he have him just a couple weeks ago? That's what I said. He picked them up for $5. And somehow Andy got them the following day. That's a, Oh, you know what happened is they tied. And I think she got him because of the fact that um, that she was the worst record. Gotcha. So 37.2 from Justin Jefferson. Yikes, a half point from Zach Moss. 15.5 from Tyler Lockett. 13 from Ryan Suckup. And really bad performances from her IDPs. On Stirk's side, he had 20.1 from Josh Allen, 41.5 from Austin Eckler, 24.3 from Joe Mixon, 20 from Tyreek Hill, 18.6 from Darren Waller, 20.7 from Mike Williams, who's finally had a decent game, 14 from Nick Folk, 10.5 from JC Jackson. So Stirk moves to 11 and 0, still undefeated. And Andy to five and six. I think your matchup with Stirk Daddy is still the the one game that he almost lost in, and that was it. It would be pretty insane yeah, if he finishes undefeated in the season. The turn to Gonzaga. Turn into Gonzaga and losing the tourney after being undefeated. Oh God. <laughs> Or the Patriots. Or the Patriots, yeah. Next we had Team Little Slads, of course, another team with no team name, versus 200M All. So we have to also change that in our uh, in our document that it says uh, Amelia Clark fan. I'm on it right now. Oh, okay. M All. Uh so Little Slads lost 131.4 to 147.2, about a 16-point uh, victory for uh, 200ML, who is now 8-3, and three, and then Little Slads is 4-7. and seven. Little Slads got 23.2 out of Tom Brady, 15.7 from A.J. Dillon, 21.3 from Terry McLaurin, 10 from Hassan Reddick. And then on Randy's side, oh, God, man, Russell West. Wilson has just been awful. He had two fumbles in this game. He only had eight and a half points. He's the quarterback 20. I know he was injured, but he's the quarterback 28 on the season. Gross. And it sounds like some kind of change is going to be happening in the offseason with the Seahawks, whether that be Wilson or Owen.
You there? Hello? Can you hear me? Justin? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, so for all of you that all of a sudden heard silence, of course, my computer randomly died without even telling me that I had low battery. So that's fucking great. To answer, your, to answer your question, Justin, yeah, it's still recording at this moment. It says 32 minutes. Well, that's good. At least if we don't have to completely redo everything. <laughs> what the heck happened? So what was I just talking about? Um, I think you were just talking about fixing Randy's name in the document and you were just about to go through the matchup. Ah, well, I'll go through the matchup one more time. No, I think I was talking about Russell Wilson. Did you hear that at all or no? That's when you cut out. You were talking about Russell Wilson being shitty and then all of a sudden there was silence. Well, to kind of reiterate what I was saying, uh, Russell Wilson is the quarterback 28 on the season. I know he was hurt but not good, and it sounds like either him or Pete Carroll might be gone at the end of the season. Have you heard this? Yeah, I have. Um, I, I think Russell Wilson will stay, though, so I think it'll probably be Pete Carroll. But, yeah, that's that's crazy. The bubble gum and all. <laughs> so going back to Randy's team here, again, I know I just want to reiterate that Randy won 147.2 to 131.4, about 16 points, and Randy's now 8-3. and three. Little Slads is four and seven. Randy also got 22 and a half from Nick Chubb and from uh, Dalvin Cook. So that's 45 points right there. He had 20.3 from Mike Evans, 11.3 from Dalton Schultz, 11.2 from Dallas Goddard, 11 and a half from Josh Allen, the defender. What is your picture? Rest <laughs> a fart? What? <laughs> it was for Houston's word sucks. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to find the picture of insert fart noise. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, speaking of this matchup, it was Houston's word sucks versus Rockies COVID toe. And you won the match of 165.1 to 162.2. So, a mere three point victory. You had 29.1 from Taylor Heineke. Oh my gosh, we already talked about this, but it's insane. 53.4 from Jonathan Taylor. 30.5 from Devontae Adams. 10 from Mike Gesick, who did not give you a goose egg. And then negative 2, so we're going off the negative 1 train, but negative 2 from Chase McLaughlin. Is he still on your roster? Uh, at the moment, yes. By the time the matchup starts, no. <laughs> 13 and a half from Bobby Wagner on Will's side. Oh, God. Starts at the top with 2.6 from Dak Prescott. He had 15, seven and a half from each combined from Antonio Gibson and Michael Carter, who is now gone. See you later for two to three weeks. 
had 23.1 from Deontay Johnson, 19.2 from Chris Godwin, 22.2 from Adam Thielen, 29.6 from Elijah Moore, 15 from Nick Bosa, and the rest is history. So Will moves to 5-6 and six and Justin 6-5. and five. We look at the standings right now. The one seat is Sturt Daddy by a commanding three games. Uh, so he has guaranteed a first-round bye. Uh, second is Randy with eight and three, five-game win streak for him. Third is Jake at seven and four. Fourth is Justin at six and five. Fifth is Spaceballs at six and five. And then sixth is Andy due to tiebreakers at five and six. At seventh, we have Rocky's COVID toe with five and six. Eighth is D Slacky with five and six. Nine is Prince Palmer, four and seven. Ten is four and seven, little slads. Eleven is myself at three and eight. And then finally is Lefty uh, at two and nine and a four-game losing streak. So I'm going to throw it off to Justin for week 12. All right. So week 12, we have a bunch of good matchups going again this week. Uh, we, to start off, we have a playoff matchup. Um, number four versus number six, myself versus Andy, which Andy still needs a team name. And with Chase McLaughlin's trash ass still on my team i'm not sure the kicker yet um i i'm projected to beat andy right now by less than three points so it should be a good one i'll be starting heine uh jonathan taylor darnell anderson's back off by thank god uh the wide receiver spots i have some i have best receiver in the league and cooking up some uh cooking up some dough uh and then at tight end i have goose egg gasick um, at the flex spots, it is a yikes with some COVID and some buy problems. I have the Lizard King and Giovanni Bernard. That's why there's some yikes problems. All right. Um, for Andy, she is not going to have QB number three or four in the last month. Uh, she'll have Matt Stafford going against the Packers defense. Then DeAndre Swift and playoff Lenny at running back. She currently has a guy who has zero on, on IR projected to start at wide receiver, so that'll change. Um, and Justin Jefferson. In the tight end, she has Cole Komet. And at the flex spot, she has two girls, one cup, slash breakfast buddy, and Tyler Lockett. If this held, which it won't, because the projections will change once we fix our lineups, I would be 7-5, and five, and Andy would be 5-7. and seven. Go on to the second matchup, which is for Pitt's All Elite Fantasy versus Team D Sladke. Team D Sladke is projected to win 166.3 to 154.7. So for All Elite Fantasy, we have already talked about how uh, he is starting the entire Texans backfield at the running back spots. Um, at QB, we have uh, Cam Newton. And the wide receiver spots, we have Michael Pittman and Darnell Mooney. At tight end, we have Jungle Boy. And then in the flex spots is CM Punk and Adam Cole. Um, he's looking to have some good performances from Dr. Britt Baker and Hangman Page to have a good chance to come out with a victory there. Uh, for D. Sladkey, we have QB1, the White Whale and Mike Davis, Stefan Diggs, and the questionable Jarvis Landry, who's most likely going to play. Then we have Ryan Griffin at tight end, the $0 waiver wire pickup. And then at the flex spots, it's 
Hunter Renfro and Devontae Smith, along with cookie winner Roquan Smith at the linebacker spot. If this held, Danny would move to 6-6. Six and six. All Elite Fantasy would move to 3-9. and nine. We move on to the third matchup. It is number five seed Spaceballs versus Lefty, which is two and nine in the 12 spot. At the moment, Spaceballs is projected to be winning 167.3 to 142.8 for Lefty. He's starting Tua. At running back, he's got Miles Sanders and Miles Gaskin. Hence, backflip for Miles, spelled correctly and incorrectly. Um, then we have wide receivers. We have Jalen Waddle and C.D. Lamb, or otherwise known as Flyaway and Flyaway Twist. Is C.D. Lamb playing tomorrow? He's I didn't think qu- he was. still questionable. According to Mike McCarthy, he's looked the exact same as, as he does when he is good to go. So, I don't know. Interesting. I didn't think he was going to have a chance of playing after a concussion on Sunday, but okay. Um... At tight end, it's Corkscrew or Grok. Ooh, excuse me. And then at the flex spots, we have full down and full up. Uh, he's starting a pair of Jacksonville Jaguars in Marvin Jones and Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold revenge game versus... Nope, that's I thought it was Arizona. No, he's playing Atlanta. My bad. All right, so for Spaceballs, we have SB the Book Club with his bro- COVID broken toe. Um, then at running backs, we have Lone Star and King Roland. At the wide receiver spots, we have SB the Flamethrower and Colonel Sanders. Tight end is Yogurt. Uh, at the flex spots, we have the questionable Pizza the Hut. Uh, looks like he's playing. And then the other flex spots, MVS. Um, if this held, Spaceballs would hold on to a playoff spot. Move to seven and five, and lefty would move to two and ten. Moving on to the fourth matchup of the week, which pits the number one seed versus the number three seed. Sturk at eleven and zero is projected to have one hundred and ninety three points, versus Jake seven and four, who's projected to get one hundred and sixty six point seven, twenty five point victory for Sturk as it stands right now. For Jake, he's starting Bird Feeder at QB. At the running back spots, he has the questionable missile and ladder golf game set. At wide receivers, he's got Koi Fishpond, and I like this guy. At tight end, he has Squirrel Feeder. At one of his flex spots, he has Horseshoe Pit. And the other one, he's got the 2.66 projected Travis Homer. He has a lot better options than that. Interesting. Okay. Um, then for Sturk... He has the Bill Wrangler at QB, Cookie Winner, the X Factor, and Joe Mixon. The wide receiver spots, we have um, Flower Pot. Was that Mike Williams' name last year for Jake? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Michael Gallup. And then tight end, Waller, I barely know her. And then the flex spots, we have the questionable Scorderell Patterson and the questionable Saquon Barkley, who are both most likely going to play um we'll see about Scorderell I guess and then TJ Watt should be playing as well for him which will help him he doesn't need the help but it'll help him some more so if this helps hold on a second I just saw that Jake is starting I know you made mention Travis Homer 
if you look at his, I like you said he has plenty of other options. I'm looking at this here, and there's like five people I'd play before Travis Homer. Uh huh. That's why I was very confused when for I read one, that. For one, Dawson Knox who had a pretty good game, and he was on. I mean, he was on the field for 98 percent of snaps. Yeah, Jamal Williams, Travis Coleman, or or Tevin Coleman. If Aaron Jones plays, which I don't think he will, yeah. um, T.Y. Hilton, if he plays, yeah. Aaron Jones not on IR. Aaron Jones is not because I didn't know how long there he was going to no. be out. Okay. Um, if this held, Jake would move to seven and five. Sterk would be twelve and zero and continue the undefeated season. In the fifth matchup, we have Rocky's COVID toe versus Team Little Slants. Rocky's COVID toe is just outside the playoff picture, but with this victory projected, you'd probably move back into it. Um, he is currently projected to beat Little Slads 175.8 to 162.4. For Little Slads, he is starting Tom Brady at QB. At the running backs, we have Josh Jacobs and also the future. At the wide receiver spots, T. Higgins and Scary Terry. At tight end, Jared Cook. And at both flex spots, he has Cortland Sutton and Ramondre Stevenson. Poor Will. Oh, man, I'm yelling a lot. All right, uh, Will. I do. It, he has uh, extra cheesy sausage at QB. Didn't want to go with uh, garlic chicken fettuccine after last week's performance. Um, <laughs> yeah. At the running back spots, he has... Antonio Gibson and extra cheesy Superoni. At wide receivers, he has Deontay Johnson and the seven-topping Rockfather. At tight end, he has Eggplant Parmigiano. At wide receiver, he has Onion Rings Ranch in something and Bacon Cheesy Sticks going for his third straight cookie. Like I said, if this held, Will would move to 6-6 six and six, and Little Slants would move to 4-8. and eight. In the final matchup of the week, we have the two seed, 200 mil all, Randy, and the nine seed, Prince Palmer, 17. Boring. Uh, as of right now, Randy is supposed to beat Prince Palmer by 39 points, 185.5 to 146.5. Prince Palmer is currently starting Tyrod Taylor over Lamar Jackson. Interesting. Then he has Kenyon Drake and Tony Jones at running back over. Uh, actually, that's not a bad start. Um, then at wide receivers, he has DJ Moore and Kadarius Tony. And tight end, he has Kyle Pitts. Wide receiver, he has Jamar Chase and Kendrick Bourne. Man, I told you before, but the Tony Pitts Chase combo from last year's draft. Definitely think Ryan won last year's draft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, um, his team's not showing it this year, but definitely last year's. Um, and then we have Randy's squad starting. He's starting uh, Mr. Glass Box to stay away from COVID. Um, then we have Nick Chubb and Delvin Cook uh, at wide receiver spots. He has the questionable AJ Brown and the questionable Mike Evans. Tight end, he has Dalton Schultz. Uh, at the flex spots, he has Corona Brown and Odell Beckham. If this held, Randy would move to six straight victories and a nine and three record versus Palmer with a four and eight 
record. I think this week we might have a little bit more separation. We might see a little bit more for who's going to be in the playoffs and who's not, but we'll see. Well, three weeks left. Kind of a shorter episode, including about, what, three minutes of time, and then I had to go and panic to get my uh, computer back up and charged. So when you guys hear silence, that's what happened. Um, who's he? didn't completely lose the recording and have to redo it. That's, that's yeah. some positive of this. Yeah, that is.